Okay. Anyways. Um, I'm going to start out with some ground rules, as we typically do. Um, everyone's on mute to start off, and you can unmute yourself um, for Q&A or type your questions in the chat. And then, um, as always, be respectful of your neighbors and your guests. Um, tonight, we'll have um, representatives from around the neighborhood. Um, I've invited Officer Ed Slade. I haven't heard back from him. Um, Ron said he doesn't have much to update on, so I'll make some quick updates. Um, we have Elena and Abdul from Park Central, and then um, Adam has some time for social events and a committee. And then we thought we'd take a couple of minutes to brainstorm questions to ask candidates um, for Alderperson and Mayor to re report back um, on those answers um, next month. And then closing it out, we'll do a, a Q&A with um, representatives if, if we have time and if there are any questions and then any last minute announcements and journey. So to start things off, um, if anyone has anything they'd like to share at the beginning, um, happy to give you guys some time to, to share anything that's, that's on your mind. All right, we'll skip over to the uh, treasurer's report then. Steve? Steve, I think you're on mute. Let me unmute you. There you go. There you go. Um, so I was finally able to gain access to the Venmo account, hooray. Um, I still think that could be an issue in the future because the um, Two-step verification is a phone number. I did change that phone number from, uh, from what it was, uh, which was actually an out-of-service number, to my phone number. But, you know, when I'm no longer treasurer, we've got to go through this again. But hopefully I'll be available to do that transition with whomever succeeds me um, we can get that taken care of. There was no activity um, this month. We have $2,619.33 in the account. And there's the bank statement to verify that I have recorded the proper amount. Thank you, Steve. Uh, we'll hop over into the crime and safety report. Um, we didn't receive uh, a report from Officer Slade and the uh, WMCRC uh, interactive map and monthly report hasn't been updated yet because of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department's update in their software. And so their ability, um, WASHU's ability to pull that data uh, is currently slower than it usually is. Um, but here are the links. If uh, you guys wanna check in at any time um, on, on the, the crime in the area, um, these are a couple links you can check out. Uh, Ron wasn't able to make it tonight, but he did have a couple of things that he'd like me to share. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna pull them up on my phone. Um, he said uh, to mention catalytic, 
catalytic converter thefts. Um, those have been a hot item of theft recently. Um, definitely keep your car where you parked lit. If you can park in a garage, that'd be great. Um, he said to make sure that everyone has their address numbers at least four inches tall and contrasting color with the surface on the rear fence or house for emergency response and city services. Um, so uh, as it's darker out and as you know, emergencies pop up, it's important to make sure that emergency response vehicles can see where they're going and if they're addressing the right house. Um, and that was it from Ron. Um, next, we have uh, Park Central. So Abdul and Alanya uh, are here today to uh, provide some updates around the neighborhood. Um, anything that it's happening with the Grove CID um, or the other other uh, committee committees that uh, they administer. Um, guys, I'll turn it over to you uh, if you have any updates for to share with us. Hey, thanks, Vince. Um, there aren't a whole lot of updates on my end. Um, for the Grove CID, I know you guys are all wondering about the Grove signs. Um, they are still in contract negotiations. Um, we're waiting to hear back from Pyros on the updates. And so once we, once we hear back from them, there should be a signature process and then it'll get started. Um, and then they also have an RFP out right now. They wanna hang banners on the pedestrian lights along Manchester. Um, and these banners will be um, inclusive banners. So they'll have the Grove logo on them, but then they'll also have the rainbow lines and the trans awareness and the black and brown lives awareness on there. So just to really like set in stone, this neighborhood is an inclusive neighborhood and you are welcome here. Um, that's kind of the idea behind that. They have not voted to definitely go forward with that, but there is an RFP out to get bids. Um, so it depends on the cost really. Um, for Park Central, we do have some programmatic updates. Um, our project Clean Air, which cleans HVAC systems, there are still some slots open for that. Uh, so if you wanted to contact me or Nyanka Brown in our office to um, find out if you're eligible for that program. Um, we're always accepting clients for the community resource uh, counseling. Um, so if you need community resources then contact me or Nyanka Brown. Um, and then the emergency utility assistance is still available. Um, it's only available to the end of the month. Um, and so that's if you have an overdue Ameren bill or something like that, um, we can help you out with the, it has to be an overdue one. Um, it can't be just like, oh, I need help with my, with my utilities. Uh, it has to be overdue or you're about to be shut off. Any questions for me? Okay. I think Abdul is on here for um, some development updates. I think Vince had a question. Yeah. Hey, Elena. How are you? Hey, great. How are you? 
Good. Um, just curious. So kind of how, how many people have you guys um, reached out to or been able to assist with the utility um, assistance? Are those around um, the neighborhood or in the Park Central area? Or? Yeah, I think we've, we've reached out to all of our neighborhoods that we are associated with, but I don't know exactly how many. Um, I could get with Nyanka Brown and see how many she, people she's reached out to and um, email you that answer. Okay. Or Right now, right now, it's a, a line I have uh, that update. Right now, it's okay. 12, who, who, 12 people who've received utility assistance in Forest Park Southeast. Uh, we also have uh, just received another $300,000 for mortgage assistance. Uh, one of the uh, reasons why we went after that, um, kind of let me back up a little bit. We've given out about 270,000 in mortgage and rental assistance uh, throughout the park central footprint, uh, about 35, no, no, as of today, 42, 42 people have, um, have come from Forest Park Southeast. Uh, because we do have a large, uh, believe it or not, uh, population of um, affordable housing actually in the in the uh, footprint, and uh, I don't. Some people know, some people don't. Uh, right now, it's over well over 300 uh, rental units and 70 uh, for sale units of housing that uh, was affordable housing that have been gone through through different phases. Uh, but yeah, 43 right now on the rental assistance. Uh, we're going to also continue to focus in on mortgage. Uh, one of our things was to be able to stabilize um, mortgages due to COVID and people possibly losing their jobs because although you can get into a, you know, a deferment with your bank, that bill is still going to be there. Uh, so uh, we just uh, signed the amendment today uh, for another $300,000 worth of mortgage assistance throughout our footprint because while rental is great and there's some additional pot of money for rental assistance that will uh, be made available, uh, but through some additional money that was left through the CARES funding, the cities, uh, I asked the city that we strictly wanted to focus in on mortgages because there's not going to be uh, mortgage assistance in this new bill that they have uh, that's coming down. So uh, that is still available. Um, our goal is to um, serve anyone in Forest Park Southeast and within our footprint, but particularly within Forest Park Southeast, Botanical Heights and the Central West End. And that's so we can uh, not have um, foreclosures in the space to affect the property value and be able to sustain and uh, keep that stable within the area. So that will still be available within the space. And with 300,000, I wanna say that's roughly 35 on average. So some we may do four or 5,000. So there should be plenty of money available if someone does get into that situation due to, uh, due to COVID. Okay. So, uh, and then wanted to do some additional, just kind of quick updates. Um, I know Dan had asked regarding development. So, Arbor and Arco, there has been no movement uh, on the on the on the development uh, at all. There was a denial not only by Alderman Rody but also by the development committee and just uh, and, and of course also even the people on this call. Uh, so you know um, that is my position. That's because uh, that's you know the committee's position and. Um, I haven't had a chance to speak to all of the uh, candidates. I've only spoken at this point to, to one. So I know if there are um, 
any uh, people who are running for um, uh, aldermen. Um, I'm happy to give them just an update on what I know on development in that space, just to make sure that everyone has that, all the information, you know, and I did, you know, let um, um, uh, candidate Sherrod know, uh, uh, she had reached out to me and I just said, hey, just so you know, there's a, a few prop uh, projects that are controversial. One is Arbor and Arco, the community is definitely against that. Uh, if I get a chance to talk with uh, Tino and I see Don's on here, so the community is certainly against um, that Arbonne Arco project because it appeared to be a bait and switch. Uh, so, you know, uh, so I'll, that's so I don't have an update on that. Uh, there's no plans as, as far as I know. Um, nothing has mo moved forward. If you know something different, please uh, let me know. Uh, uh, on the jewelry project, jewelry at this point, uh, they have pretty much pulled out. They are selling their properties. Uh, uh, there are some development, uh, uh, some people that uh, are gonna uh, approach about development as they sell out th those parcels. There have not been really any concrete proposals that have come. Uh, one of the things on that Kings Highway frontage, <clears throat> uh, per the form-based code, there are some things by right you can just do. Um, as a hard rule, once they hit the alleyway, uh, where it starts starts going into the neighborhood, that's a different conversation because at that at that point it's a difference if somebody's gonna build one or two things right on King's Highway, but if they get to doing something that's a bigger project where you're talking three or four, five, six, seven, eight parcels, and then it goes past the alley and starts going through the neighborhood, we're back in the same position that we were we were with jewelry. So. Um, you know, uh, I know we're recording, so that's great. Uh, but you have my word, if something like that comes open, uh, I'll make sure that uh, everyone in the neighborhood knows and that there is a, you know, community process regarding that to make sure, you know, um, that people know, because I told them, you know, you know, we're not going to get rid of a really one bad actor uh, to have another. <laughs> so, you know, and at the end of the day, uh, it still comes down to the issue of those homes that are there and the property and making sure that if, um, you know, if they do a project that, you know, that it's just done right with input. So <clears throat> that's all I have on that. I do wanna share uh, a link. I'm gonna drop it in the chat. I did ask Green Street to come next week, excuse me, next month uh, to give an update on uh, the union at, at the Grove. This is a draft um, site that they've put up. It just got released today. So they'll be updating it, but that is in the chat. And it kind of has the schedule of kind of the public infrastructure improvements. Uh, but Joe Oliver will be here next month uh, with myself to give an update on how those uh, infrastructure projects will be done. There's going to be an update to the infrastructure committee as well. So they know, I do know the infrastructure committee uh, did request some additional dollars from uh, the development corp so that we can add some additional uh, sidewalks, uh, excuse me, from the Forest Park Southeast Development Corp. Uh, from um, of about $50,000 to be able to do a few more sidewalks and some other things since a lot of the uh, ward capital dollars are not gonna be available because of the brick line, uh, because of that connector. <clears throat> so um, uh, hopefully more to come with that to be able to get a few more uh, projects. But, uh, but, this, uh, but once they present that to the, uh, them, they're gonna be here next month with myself to give an update just on the union uh, project, how it's gonna roll out the timeline, but it does have some foundational information in that link that should be helpful. Um, that's all I have as far as that's concerned. Um, 
Ronald McDonald House, um, as most people know, the building, one of the big buildings that's going to be torn down, caught on fire. Um, and that's, um, um, yeah, so they're still move, planning on moving forward with that building. And that's um, all I have on that. Um, I, uh, we don't have a timeline yet. I think once they get past COVID, they have about half the money for the project. Um, and I think with that, uh, once they do that, they'll be able to have an updated timeline, hopefully sometime in the early summer. Uh, Percy, I do see your uh, question. Uh, no update, man, on the Manchester market. Um, so uh, there is an, uh, uh, there is no update on it. And so hopefully we'll hear something soon. I think one of the things have been to, um, from what I heard, and I haven't had a meeting regard, regarding what they plan on doing with that building, the Manchester market, but ultimately I think it's going to be to tear it down. And I think they're trying to kind of assemble some of that land uh, that's to the west of it. Uh, and I don't think they've been successful, which is the Science Center land, but they haven't been successful. Uh, there, it will be a mural that's going on, uh, that's going to go into that, um, that, uh, that mural, excuse me, on that building on the side um, that's being commissioned by uh, Jaden Solomon and, and, and Taylor, the, uh, Taylor, the, uh, the creator. <laughs> is her name, but uh, so it's two black artists that are gonna uh, do a mural on that until that time. But uh, Percy, if you have any, I'm gonna drop my uh, number in the chat, excuse me, my uh, email in the chat. If there's any issues at all, um, you can uh, please uh, feel free to call me. I do know that there have been some cars there that have been there forever. I did, was able to get one of them towed. I know they're doing some other things on there as well. So I am monitoring that and if something else does come up, uh, please, um, um, please, uh, if you get a chance, just uh, email me. Or, uh, I'm always here to talk, so I'm going to drop my number in the chat. And that's pretty much all that I have um, as far as uh, the major updates. Uh, there, uh, the brick line will be, uh, as you know, the Tower Grove connector will be going down Vandervender. So hopefully that will project will begin to start. Uh, sometime, uh, hopefully this year, you know, as you know, COVID's kind of throwing everything off, but I know there will be uh, another community process uh, with the neighborhood and with the uh, residents on the streets along Vandervender because there's going to be some additional crosswalks that are going to be done uh, uh, <clears throat> on, on that um, kind of that project. I'm on the Economic Development Committee. Uh, for the project, for the brick line. So we're also looking at how do we foster economic development and additional planning kind of in that space. So uh, kind of more to come with that once we get past COVID, um, you know, hopefully May, June, we'll kind of start some more of that uh, planning on it and just have a larger conversation uh, just to get everybody kind of updated. So but that's what I know as far as development, that's what's here um, and that's really what's going on. It's been pretty quiet. Cool. Uh, any other questions from the group? Um, yeah, hi Abdul, this is Sarah um, Kogan talk, uh, speaking. Uh, thank you for for um, attending the neighborhood meeting, providing the updates. I, I just had a quick question about um, 
if you happen to know if any of the plans for the jewelry parcels include the WashU parcel as well? No, 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 no plans that I've seen include include includes that WashU. Uh, they are uh, not. They're not. They're they're going to hold that land when I the last information I got uh, for their own internal purposes. So they may be doing something internally with that. Uh, just based on uh, the needs of the medical center. But right now, uh, there's no plan for uh, that I've seen for no one has um, talked about doing anything maybe uh, that's of a large scale. So someone has talked about possibly renovating uh, the church that's up there. Uh, uh, the, the church, uh, uh, Acts uh, 1-8 uh, has moved out of the building. So they're talking, someone's talking about renovating that space up there. Um, and then a few people have talked about maybe building one or two buildings along Kings Highway. Uh, but there has not been any large scale plan of over, with the exception of that renovation, over 200 or not even a million dollars, which is pretty much the kind of the threshold when you get kind of get past some of the other things, but for mo for the most part, it's basically been uh, very small projects, and uh, and um, and then anytime someone does uh, talk to me about trying to buy that land, I just simply say, hey, that these are the issues that were present before. Uh, for many people, it's going to be considered the front of the neighborhood. We're talking of the Gibson Heights section, which has really been the core of the neighborhood, the strongest. But I believe historical uh, historically portion of the neighborhood, uh, how it's going to interact with the streets. You know, people used to having that is really be dead ends and private kind of private, private, uh, private streets, but not quite quasi private. And uh, that no matter what happens, that you're going to have to have an, a um, some type of process for a large scale development, no matter what, which is the same thing Drury did. And quite frankly, you know, just kind of the approach, you know, and I thought Tom Milford did a great job you know, but that's not what we received from the time I got here with how they dealt with the neighborhood or with even with the community, uh, just kind of the tone. So, you know, so I let them know just very frankly kind of what that what that is. But at this point, you know, WashU is not um, planned on selling any of uh, their land for what I know it's going to be used for internal purposes and they're kind of reevaluating and that's all I've heard. Thank you. I appreciate the update. Yeah, Brian, and we did award uh, some, <clears throat> excuse me, some business grants. We were able to uh, raise some additional, uh, raise some dollars, uh, uh, raise some dollars um, to award uh, businesses. Um, particularly our focus was minority and women-owned businesses. So with the first 10, um, out of the 10, I want to say eight were either minority or women-owned. Uh, we didn't do any enforced parks out these yet because the money we're raising has really been private dollars. So uh, we just haven't had anyone to step up. We are uh, planning on reaching out to the CID uh, here to hopefully to see if they can um, do some type of, um, you know, match if we can get a private donor. Uh, because one of the things we've been doing has really been to uh, really kind of reach out to really the businesses and really make sure everyone had access to PPP uh, resources that we could provide. And while we were out there doing the research, uh, what we found out was the largest piece was an influx with, in, with cash, right? 
Uh, so when we also have the special taxing districts, we can see the tax revenue that's coming in. While the growth, that believe it or not, has been very solid, uh, it's due to some, some of the newer developments we've had come online. But when we look at some of the other revenue from some of the other places, um, you can see that it's down. And that's how we kind of were able to confirm what we were hearing from the businesses that they needed the influx of cash. So the data was supporting it. So we're still working on trying to raise uh, private dollars as well uh, for uh, Forest Park Southeast. Uh, we just haven't been uh, successful, with, uh, successful with it, uh, but we're gonna continue to try. Uh, we also went after some home repair funds for uh, with the um, Merrillick Mission Fund. And the goal with that is to um, be able to do some additional minor home repairs. What we're gonna be focusing on is although we're gonna look at the, the, neighbor, uh, the neighborhoods that we service, uh, we're really gonna try to also kind of um, kind of push into the southern portion of Manchester, while although uh, north of Manchester has kind of had a lot of the lion's share of the resources kind of historically, that area kind of south as that area is revitalizing, we wanna make sure that people that are in need, particularly our seniors and everyone down there can get some of those minor home repairs that they need uh, south, particularly you know, with the, the investment that's coming. Because uh, again, that's our goal is as we, um, our focus really moving forward is really um, to continue to really beef up our anti-displacement work. So even when you look at what we've done with COVID, it's uh, for COVID and really the past year and a half, it's been anti-displacement and, uh, and making sure that when these when the neighborhood continues to revitalize, that people can either A, stay, or B, they can participate in the process of their home getting going in value. So uh, that's really our focus. That's gonna continue to be our focus. So all of our programming will begin to uh, continue to hit on that uh, as we uh, go through. So. Um, yeah, Brian, so that's just kind of a little bit. So uh, that's all the updates I have. Um, that's what we're working on. Um, we've been really just extremely busy with COVID. We did put out, I don't know if you guys saw our COVID-19 report we put out, but I'll put it in the chat as well. So you can kind of see what we've uh, been up to. And we're going to continue to just really just work on the anti-displacement and uh, business development. And hopefully, you know, as we're doing one, you know, we can um, continue to do it equally uh, with the other as well. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, both of you for your updates. Um, that was um, a lot and really appreciative. So thank you again. Quick question. Um, which building was it that the mural was going on? So that's gonna be Manchester Market. So Manchester Market is directly across from the Park Central uh, office. It's an old building that's kind of been there for a long time. While ultimately, it's gonna, you know, it will ultimately be torn down uh, just because it's, you know, it's not a historic uh, um, contributing building, and it's just, quite frankly, just a slab. But until that time, we started on it in November, but then the weather changed, and we just didn't get a chance. The artist didn't get a chance to finish it, so. Uh, but the goal is to do part of partial partial the side over there and somewhat in the front where it kind of comes in a little bit uh, where it kind of ends on the front kind of quarter of the building then around to the side but if you go there now you can see uh, the foundation has been laid on the western side of the building thank you so much i'll make a note for the minute
any other questions? Otherwise, uh, we'll move one, on. I think one last thing, Elaine, if yeah. you're there, do you want to talk about the, uh, the initiative on the uh, sexual assault awareness that we're doing? Yeah, I can give a short update about that. Um, so I have been working on a program, uh, we're, we're calling it the GAP initiative, and so it's the Grove Assault Prevention. Um, and that is just, it's a program where we're going to give training and consent materials to some of the businesses in, well, ultimately, hopefully all of the businesses in the Grove. Um, we're starting our pilot training program uh, in two weeks. So we're gonna, it, it's gonna be the Safer Spaces training by Shauna Potter. Uh, she's from Baltimore, Maryland. And so she's gonna do like a Zoom training. It'll be a two hour long training with three of the businesses in the Grove to start out with. Wow, that's cool. Sorry, this is Sarah again. I just have one other quick question. Um, I saw recently the Atomic Cowboy is, is closed closed, closing. Um, do, are you guys keeping track of the businesses that are closing for good in the neighborhood? And is there any support network for kind of the businesses along that stretch? Yeah, so we do that as a function of the SID. Uh, one of the pieces just because we, you know, we have to, we report, uh, we have to, we report that to the SID uh, on who's closing, who's not. Uh, so far, um, believe it or not, other than we have not gotten an official word that the cowboy is closing. While it may be that they are going to close, when we ask, hey, what's going on? Uh, are you guys closing? Uh, the answer has always been no. And I don't know if that becomes an issue. Uh, I don't know wh why that is. Uh, we, what we can do is look to see uh, who's been generating sales tax. Uh, and that's something that... Um, that I don't necessarily get to look at. We have one staff person kind of legally that can kind of do it, uh, but um, we do keep track of that. Uh, as far as the support network that we do, uh, we do have some things that we do to the individual businesses as far as you know, making sure that we give them the resources that we have available. So for instance, any business that wanted to get some of the loans and the grants, we made sure that information was there if they needed a specific contact to kind of help get them and walk them through that PPP uh, um, approach or excuse me, process, we would make sure that they got that. Uh, if there were other things that we were able to do, then we would do it. Uh, you know, just being very honest, not that the Grove, uh, with the Grove said, some of the resources that uh, they just don't have, they just didn't have, or, you know, also maybe not chose not to um, do some of the things that other cities have just because they have additional money. So for instance, in the Euclid South, which is uh, also the 17th Ward, but one of our neighborhoods, we were able to raise over 250,000 uh, for our kindness meals uh, program where we were able to buy meals, donate them to the, um, donate them to the um, uh, medical center uh, to about 10 or 11 small businesses. Uh, but we were able to get a match from the city because they had those dollars. So, uh, so where we can, we're, we're doing that for the businesses here and any business that's had a need to, um, you know, the way they would need the additional support, you know, when they reach out to us based on the information we have, we do send them that information. But as far as businesses that do close, we do track that. Um, the businesses that have closed, we know 
that are not coming back, of course, was the, uh, the ready room was one. They were already actually getting ready kind of to close. Um, some of the other ones um, that have closed, um, who we know they're closed, but we just haven't, you know, they haven't officially said it. Um, I don't really, I can't really say that they're closed just because they officially haven't said we're going out of business. Thank you again. <laughs> Thanks. Steve, I think you have your hand raised. I do. Um, Abdul, do you know what uh, Fred Lapsher is planning on doing with the building that WashU used to be in? So that, uh, so that building is not owned by Fred Lapsher. It's actually owned by uh, the uh, Gills Restoration St. Louis. And that building is going to be a spa. It is uh, going to be a functioning spa. Believe it or not. Okay, thank you. I apologize just for the minutes purposes. Which building is it? Does anyone know the address? Uh, it's the corner of uh, Newstead and Shoto. The north, what the north southwest corner. Correct. It's forty four hundred Shoto. Thank you. When you mentioned paying for sidewalks for the union, uh, is that Park Central Development or are Ward funding paying for sidewalks? No, that's actually the developer. So part of that uh, piece, they're replacing the entire um, um, infrastructure on there. So I put a link in the chat. And, yeah. And on that link in the chat, they're replacing all the streets, all the, um, the MSD sewer drains, uh -huh. All the roads, lights, uh, they're running fiber. They're replacing all of the infrastructure that's there just because it's, one, they, they need to replace it uh, because it's just been crumbling. And then two, uh, they're going to pay for that out of their uh, developer fees. And then also as part of a, a, a SID that's also there on the homes that's there. So uh, the way that they were able to restructure the SID is, uh, the, the way they were able to restructure everything with the developer with the developer spending their money uh, in that space. So there's no war capital coming in there, but uh, all the new homes that are being built over there, they will actually uh, pay. And then all the units that are uh, the affordable housing units, excuse me, the workforce housing units will not pay into it. So that's how they were able to um, take, a, take that, use uh, some of the money from the SID that was uh, put in the space, but also with the developer uh, as a part of their infrastructure plan, uh, they replaced that. So no more capital dollars are going for that. Okay, thanks for clarifying. And Green Street is the developer in this case? Green Street is the developer. So this is phase three of the initial uh, project <clears throat> that was done over there. So the first phase uh, was the rise units. The second phase was the was were the um, the houses that uh, the 30 or 40 market rate houses, maybe 50 that were being built. No, it was 53, I'm sorry, 53 houses that were being built. Then there were the um, those apartment units, which are the workforce housing, which is the uni unified the Grove um, project that's being done now. So uh, that's, that's the third phase of the project. So this comes from the WashU RFP that I think was put out maybe eight years ago, and maybe 10, 
uh, when they started writing it, but this is the third phase of it. I, I do have one question. Um, in the Grove CID uh, minutes, I think I've read that there's uh, talk about expanding the CID along uh, Vanaventer up to about 64. Can you talk anything more about that? <clears throat> yeah, so part of the um, agreement with Raising Cane came in um, on Vanaventer was that they would join the CID. So that, that is one of the pieces is uh, that they joined the CID. Then there are some other businesses along there um, that may be interested in joining the Grove CID as well. So that's just a um, process that they have to go through and it's a petition process. So anytime you expand the boundaries, you have to have 50% plus one of the properties that you're expanding into have to agree, uh, the, the property owner has to agree through a petition that they sign that they're going to join the CID and you have to have 50% plus one of the total assessed value of all of those properties that they sign. So if it's one, great. If it's two or three, great. So that's its own kind of process as well. But it's really just to take in some of the businesses that are along um, that space and be able to kind of collectively um, work with safety and security in the space. Gotcha. Thank you. Steve, do you still have your hand raised or is that? Okay. Cool. Uh, if that's it, uh, we'll hop over into the next agenda item. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Abdul, thanks again for hopping on. It's always appreciated for you guys to, to join us. Thanks for having us. Um, Adam, I don't know if you want to talk, kind of lead this one. Um, one of the agenda items that we discussed was having questions, um, from, uh, the well, membership of, uh, Forest Park Southeast, um, to collectively so, send over, sorry, Adam, are you, are you speaking? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, actually, on my um, copy of the agenda, I had made a quick note that um, I just wanted to um, briefly quick before I talk about the questions for alderperson or for mayor, I just wanted to uh, mention the, the other topic we had on the agenda, which was um, just to welcome any neighbors who are interested in getting more involved with the Neighborhood Association to reach out and talk to us if you... Uh, have any interest in doing so. In the past, we had a number of different committees. Um, for example, we had a group of people that primarily organized social events that we would do throughout the year. Uh, I know with COVID, it's kind of hard for us to do a lot of the things we would um, typically do uh, in, in an average year as a neighborhood association, but I just wanted to put out the request that if anybody is interested in um, even if you don't wanna like step into a board position or something like that, if you just wanna have opportunities to meet more neighbors or to help us put together some fun social events or ways for neighbors to start to feel more connected to each other, I just wanted to make the pitch that we're looking for folks to um, get involved. So please reach out to me. Um, 
and then also, yeah, the second item on the agenda that I thought I could kind of mention was just that um, we do have some big elections coming up for both um, Alderperson for the 17th Ward as well as for the mayor. And while we have limited time during these meetings, um, we just wanted to throw out the, the offer that if there's certain questions you would like the candidates to weigh in on, that we could try to assemble some questions and put those out to the candidates and, and try to get candidates to um, you know, respond in such a way that we can really compare their answers and what they would bring to the table if we were to elect them. So again, just reach out, let me know if you've got ideas for ways we can build the neighborhood association, get everybody more connected socially or for questions you'd like us to pose to our elected officials. Um, if uh, folks want, you can either uh, put those things in the chat or um, you know, just contact me afterwards, email us at forestparksoutheast at, at gmail.com. Sorry, I skipped over that hospitality section. Adam, I don't, I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. And sorry for misspelling other person. It's clearly been a day. Um, <laughs> um, that's really all I have on the agenda, unless anyone wants to uh, bring up anything else they'd like to talk about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill. Dan, just so that people know, uh, again, in connection with the, the race, uh, to replace uh, Joe Rohde uh, as the 17th Ward uh, Alder person on February 22nd, uh, that's this coming Monday at 7 p.m., the Midtown Community Services Group is sponsoring a candidate forum with the three candidates for Alder person. Uh, and it'll be an opportunity for um, uh, people who are interested to hear the answers that um, the three folks give to questions that Midtown asked. And then there'll also be a section there where other people who are watching can um, add, add their own questions. So uh, that's uh, this coming Monday, 7 p.m. And it's by Zoom. And there's a, a uh, just put uh, Midtown Community Services uh, on your... Um, uh, Safari or Google, and um, that'll bring you to their their web page, and then you can get the the site for the meeting. Cool. Yeah, um, I'm sure we can find a link to that and share it out even before the meeting ends. Um, we can include that. Um, we can post that on our on our Facebook page as well, so we can get the word out for that. Great. Good. Just another opportunity, following up on what. Uh, our own organization has done to give the candidates a chance to talk and answer questions. Yeah, love that. Uh, Vince, it looks like you have your hand raised, sir. Um, so we're still on this community announcements follow-ups. So questions, yeah. um, I just wanted to see, is there a plan to discuss uh, Forest Park Southeast Neighbor Association participation in the development committee in an upcoming meeting or time? Yeah, so we got uh, some edits to those bylaws uh, late this week um, because of when we got those, I didn't think it was an appropriate time to discuss any amendments to it. 
Um, but we can put that on the agenda for next month. Okay, just just checking on the um, yeah the progress. Thank you. Thanks, Vince. Uh, anybody else have any announcements or uh, Zoom parties that they'd like to invite me to? <laughs> no? All right. Let's be me and my dog. Um, I'll, I'll come my... up with something, Dan. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm up for the I'll... challenge. <laughs> Thank you. I'm probably going to ask you to volunteer, too, for a campaign or two, but it'll be super fun. Hey, there's, there's give and take. There's give and take, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutually beneficial Zoom party. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, with that said, uh, if there's not anything else anyone likes to share, uh, I will kind of end it on, on that note. We'll have a meeting uh, the third Tuesday of, of March. I don't know what that is off the top of my head. I'm sorry. March 16th. Look at you, March 16th, 6.45 on Zoom. Uh, it'll be a fun one. We'll talk about the uh, changes to the bylaws for the seat on the development committee. Won't we, Vince? <laughs> All right, guys. It was a joy seeing everyone. Uh, I'll talk to you all later. Thanks for organizing. Thank yep. you so much. Good to see everyone. Yeah. Good well, care. Tell Apollo we say hi. Apollo, we said hi. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya. Bye, everybody. Bye.